Today, I'm super pumped about this episode. It's actually going to be an interview that I did with Emily Moyer. She's an intuitive career strategist, and she's really all into just about like finding your purpose. It's scary because you're starting to make decisions for this new you that you don't really know yet, right? You're still getting to know her. So you're like, how am I making decisions for like this stranger that I barely know? Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm super pumped about this episode. It's actually going to be an interview that I did with Emily Moyer. She's an intuitive career strategist and she's really all into just about like finding your purpose. And this is just such a good interview. It's like hands down one of my favorites basically because she interviewed me. And it was a great, like, behind the scenes of what I feel like one-on-one coaching is really all about. So if any of you guys have ever been interested in that and you haven't really experienced that, like, you can literally listen to her coach me in this episode about finding my purpose. And we did all the things, like talk about getting laid off from your job and not really knowing what to do next and like how to create clarity. And she tells her story on that and how she got to this point in her life where she's helping other women connect with what they really want to do and helping them find their purpose. And we talk about, you know, what your purpose is and how you express it and what that difference is. And it was such a cool ass episode. Like I really, really loved it. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And everything about it is so perfectly right on time. Like her and I connected literally like days or a week after I got laid off from my job. So the timing on that was pretty real, but we could not get our calendars to sync up. And we just recorded this a couple weeks ago. Um, It was right in the beginning of November, right before the one year anniversary. And she does mention um, a a free challenge that she was running but we missed it. My bad. But I really wanted to drop this this week because the synergy around this has really been amazing. And I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't really believe in coincidences, but seriously, I had this call with her. So many things are happening and changing. And all of a sudden, I feel like I just gained this level of clarity that I hadn't had in a while. So a couple episodes ago, I had mentioned to you guys that um, I was partnering up with a friend of mine and we were starting some new business ventures. And I knew what it looked like, but I didn't really know what it looked like. And then all of a sudden in the last week, I've had major freaking clarity. So next week's episode, I want to share all about that And I'm super, super excited. Um, I'm going to go deep into some mindset work around that. And like so much stuff is happening. So, so awesome. I think you guys will really, really, really love this episode. Like the energy is so good here. And it was super fun for me. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been sending me pictures of your lipstick. It's so fucking cool. Like I can't even express to you like my heart literally like explodes with love every single time I get a picture so keep them coming and I cannot believe how good it looks on everybody and I can't believe how many messages I've gotten around how it makes them feel and how they don't usually wear makeup and how this lipstick was really cool and it made them feel really fresh and powerful for the day and that's what I've been telling you guys this whole time like it can literally transform you which 
leads me in and gave me some of the clarity as well. So I really, really cannot wait to share that and all the details with you next week on where I'm going. And the timing of that is also perfect because next week on the 30th, when I drop kind of like my purpose episode and what my next steps are and where I'm stepping into and putting my energy going forward, it will be the full moon. So I think it's just a really good time um, for me to release a lot of fear that I have around this and to share it with you guys. So I'm super, super excited. And if you haven't ordered your lipstick, I have a few more left and I would love, 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 love to sell out. Jill put so much time and effort into making those lipsticks and small business Saturdays coming up this week. And I just think it's a great way to support her and myself. Um, we are splitting proceeds of the lipstick. Funny enough, a lot of people ask me that question. Um, but yeah, we've got it all figured out behind the scenes. But I really would love to sell those out and really give her that successful boost because she's put a lot of time and effort and energy into creating that lipstick and it's fucking magic and that color is so spot on and so perfect for my brand but it looks so good on everybody and that's how I know it's in pure alignment. So all of that said, everything about this episode, everything about the direction feels super in alignment for me. And I think you will really, really hear that come out today in today's episode. So really just focus and listen, take some notes because today, choose yourself. And that's the mantra that I am using for this week and probably for the next couple of months as I step into this new space. It's just really all about choosing me and stop giving my power to everybody. So I know this is an interview episode, but I still wanted to share a Mindful Monday mantra with you guys. So it's today I choose myself and enjoy this episode all about unlocking your purpose so that you can choose yourself with Emily Moyer. Thank you guys. Talk soon. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very exciting guest, Emily Moyer, who's an intuitive career strategist. And as you guys know, anyone that's been following along, this conversation couldn't be more timely, not just for probably a lot of us, but for me particularly. So I'm super, super excited to have her here today to kind of walk us through that transitional piece in your life when maybe you're in between careers or trying to decide what's next and it's scary. Thank you so much for being here today, Emily. Oh, I'm so excited to be here to chat with you. Thanks for having me, Katie. Thank you. So can you just kind of, we'll back up and we'll start from the beginning and you can just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got here and kind of how you like discovered this process. Sure. Yeah. So I just like to start my my story uh, where my career started, um, and sort of I'll, I'll explain how I became an intuitive career strategist. Um, <laughs> I know that isn't exactly a common title that we see out there. Um, so I was a teacher. I started my career as a fifth grade teacher in low income Houston, Texas, uh, through Teach for America, uh, and I really learned, I think, for the first time in my life that you know even ten year olds want to know that their work matters. And that was sort of how I sort of discovered that our underlying motivation and inspiration as humans is really rooted in this idea of purpose. 
So spent about five years in the education world, teaching, coaching um, in the classroom and also in the fundraising side and the nonprofit uh, side of Teach for America. And then had, you know, a moment that many of us have where I realized <laughs> I looked around, looked at what my boss did, looked at, you know, all the jobs that were at the nonprofit uh, and realized I didn't want any of those jobs. I didn't want my boss's job and I didn't, I couldn't see any job that I wanted. And I felt really, really stuck. And all that I knew that I wanted was to travel. I had always, you know, I'd been traveling since I was 15. I'd been back in the States for about five years and really believed that there just was something more out there for me. I really believed there was like this bigger thing and had no idea what it was, but, but knew that I'd sort of run, I'd run my course in the education world and there was just something else waiting for me. So had no idea really what I was going to do. Applied to business school, did tons of self-reflection and really over this band of two years, slowly found myself, you know, first quitting that job and, um, ended up taking a role with a, at the time, a really, really tiny, um, uh, venture. It wasn't venture backed at the time yet, but travel startup, uh, that took remote professionals around the world. Um, and I, for the first time when I got that job, really knew what it felt like to follow my purpose. And I really knew what it felt like to have a dream job. Um, I grew with that company for a few years, ended up growing my sales team to about 30 people, took over the marketing team and got to really explore, you know, leading adults to finding their purpose and to, to fulfilling their dreams too. Um, and so then about five years later, that was sort of chapter two of my career. <laughs> I, I entered, uh, you know, I'd say the world that many of us have now experienced, you know, I know you too, Katie, I got laid off. Um, you know, I think now, now it's sort of a rite of passage in our careers is <laughs> yeah. it's happened to so many of us, but ultimately I believe that, you know, it was exactly what I needed actually, because, this had been a job that I'd loved so much. I, I really didn't know how to leave. And so getting laid off really allowed me to open up this, this chapter three of my career in becoming an intuitive career strategist and in really building a business that was my own um, and crafting it around what I'd really been doing for the last decade, which is helping people find their purpose. So I'll kind of pause there, but yeah, that's the high level story. Oh, that's so good. And there's so many good things in there. And the word purpose is almost like a bad word for me. The word purpose for me is just something I feel like I've always struggled with. And I think it's funny that you're saying like even 10 year olds have this sense of like, how am I doing matters? And like, that's so big. And the other thing you said that really spoke to me obviously right now where I'm at in my life is like when you got laid off it was like okay I needed that because I don't know how to leave by myself mm -hmm. and I have learned I mean I think this year alone like 2020 has been like self-development mm -hmm. on hyper speed for a lot of people but especially in those last three months for me I was like oh my god I'm so grateful for this opportunity because there's so many things about myself and I thought I was doing a bang up job at this self-discovery journey and I'm like oh nope you were just scratching the surface mm -hmm. so let's start with the 
So let's just start with the layoff and like the purpose piece and like how, like, just tell me what to do, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So uh, a few things just to kind of even validate what resonated with you. Like you're, you're, how old's your daughter? Remind me, Katie. Seven. Seven. Okay. So I'm sure you even see with her, like she wants to know like why, right? She wants to know why she has to like eat her vegetables or why she has to do whatever she has to do. Right. And it's like, you know, we just were really what with what I at least believe is like, we're just wired, right? Like even mm-hmm. like, as young as seven, like we're wired for purpose, for things to matter, for things to have meaning, for it not to be just, you know, wasted, whatever, you know? And so, yeah. I think it's just always, it's so interesting when we learn, when we learn those lessons from kids, right? Yeah. Um, so much wisdom, but uh, so getting laid off. So what I, we'll sort of start there and then we'll go into purpose. So I think the first, I guess I have some questions for you, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously I said that it, it sounds like it resonated so much because you felt like it was, it was a struggle to leave your current role. So it sounds like you were thinking about leaving and it sounds like this layoff though, totally terrifying, I'm sure. And of course a blow to the ego, I would imagine just like mine was, um, what, where were you before you got laid off? Like what was keeping you there? What was calling to you? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I loved what I did. And I thought that there was a ton of a ton of potential to grow that piece of the business. And everybody did too. It was like this design world, right? So like, but we weren't known um, as being in that space. And this kind of like, um, you know, the consumer's changing so quickly and rapidly and like people get stuck in the ways that they connect with them. But I was really eager in the space. I was like, look, people want to be communicated with in a completely different way than they have been before. And I just felt like it was like one of those, you're like, okay, today's a day. Like today's a day that everybody's going to get why this makes sense. Like today's the day that it's going to get. And then like after a couple of years, you're like, okay, maybe they're not really getting it. And then, you know, then things, the pandemic hit and it was clear that they didn't feel like that was really a priority. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think I stuck around is because there's a ton of potential. And I felt like every day, like, okay, today's the day that we're going to break through like today's (laughs) the day. And then obviously there's a really weird, huge financial piece. And then being the breadwinner of the family, you start to tell yourself all these stories. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the part I've really learned in these last couple of months is there were so many stories I was telling myself constantly about why I needed to stay and how being the breadwinner was this or was that. And now I'm starting to unravel. Like really none of that was true. Mm-hmm. And what was caught? Co- so I would imagine that even while you were there, obviously that's why you stayed. There was, there was something still keeping you there. Right. Um, yeah. what, but I would imagine there was probably a little voice going on inside your head that was kind of trying to push you out the door too. There was probably one foot sort of out the door, even if it was a toe. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? And then I'll sort of Keep us going. <laughs> I love this, like, interview the interviewer. Swapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is good. <laughs> um, the So, like, the thing that kept telling me in the background is, like, that you have potential to make a bigger impact <laughs> somewhere else where people need it. Like someone's praying for the impact that you can create somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And right here doesn't need it right now. 
So that's the part I struggled with the most. And then the toe that was constantly in the door was really the security that I Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, and I'd been there for 11 years too. Mm -hmm. So there was just the change in my life. Um, The security of like a paycheck every Friday, I've been getting paid every Friday for 11 years. Like, what does that feel like if I don't get a paycheck Mm -hmm. every single Friday? And that was a probably a really, really big part of it. And then, you know, like having kids and you start saying things like, well, I got to do it because my kids need money or my kids are accustomed to a lifestyle or whatever. Okay. So tons of things. So the first is, um, (laughs) I literally wrote down something bigger. So I love that you, that's exactly what you just said. Like there was something bigger that was calling to you. Um, and that's, and I'm sure you feel that now we'll talk about where you are now in just a minute, but I think that for anybody who's listening to this, like that's that, that voice that says like, you're meant for something bigger. You're meant for something bigger. Like it's, it's not this, it's not going to go away. Right. Like that voice is literally your intuitive higher self, right? It's your inner voice. That's, it starts out as a whisper and then eventually it becomes a scream. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, something I just want to remind you, Katie, is that everything you did up until now, like all the the 11 years that you were there and everything you even did before that and everything you've learned from motherhood, I mean, your entire story, right? It's all led you to where you are right now. So even if it isn't perfectly clear about how all the puzzle pieces are going to come together, and even if you aren't totally sure about how all of the breadcrumbs led you here, they will get clear. The story will be clear and you will look back and you'll see how all of the dots were connected and you'll see that they all happened exactly as they were supposed to. So I have a few other things I want to share from what you just said, but does that resonate before I keep going? Yeah, that I firmly believe in that. It's hard (laughs) to believe in it some days. (laughs) Yes. And truly that hard is just because there's, you're doing something new, right? Like yes. Something I wrote down was identity. Like your yes. identity was totally wrapped up in this previous role. It was who you were, right? And yes. now you're like discovering who you are now. And that we become, our egos love to attach to identity, right? They love to create this, I am this, right? I mm-hmm. am whatever this personality trait is. I am this job or whatever it is. But the truth is, is we're none of it, right? But mm-hmm. at our essence, we're just a soul. We're just, we're just right light. And so we can be whoever we want to be. And you're, you know, in this transitional period where you're shedding all these old layers of who you were, not because they were wrong, they served you, but because they're just not needed anymore. And because you're becoming someone new and they're not going to work for this next you, right? And it's scary because you're starting to make decisions for this new you that you don't really know yet, right? You're still getting to know her. So you're like, how am I making decisions for like this stranger that I barely know? Um, So anyways, for anybody else who's listening, that is really common, right? When we make massive life shifts, especially when we start our own business or when we're in big transitions, quite often we feel really ungrounded and unsettled because this previous identity that things that used to make us happy don't make us happy anymore. Or a previous identity that we really felt attached to is no longer an identity that resonates with us anymore. And we're sort of in between, um, in between those, I guess, identity, you know, descriptions. So anyways, how's, what's that bringing up for you? (laughs) 
that is exactly and I that's one of the things I feel like I've discovered just literally like two weeks ago was like oh I'm identifying because mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone through this roller coaster of emotions of I identified as a working mom I mm-hmm. identified as this and then I got then the pandemic hit and I was working from home since March until I got laid off in August and then that I that's why I think I'm struggling so hard with the quarantine is because I had to do an identity switch I was like hold on I'm not the mom who stays home and makes lunch I'm the mom that Mm -hmm. travels and does xyz Mm -hmm. holy shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I lost my job and I'm like now I don't know who I am and no no one else does either and no one can help me (laughs) I have to help myself (laughs) but that's but that's the gift right the gift is that you're really starting to to ask yourself right and to look within yourself and realizing that like you truly have all those answers and I think um Something else that's so interesting, I'm curious to hear sort of how you're feeling about this. One of the things I see a lot with moms is, and not just with moms, but parents, period, is that mm-hmm. parents, and I'm not a parent, so again, I want your perspective, is that there is this like additional layer of financial pressure to stay with whatever is stable because it feels like, well, I have to be responsible because I have to make sure like I can feed my children, right? But what I've actually found is that you know, what you, What most parents really want is for their kids to, right, find their purpose and to live yeah. their most fulfilling lives and to challenge the status quo and to really be themselves. Um, and so ultimately, we have to model that for them, even if it includes taking risks, even if it includes, you know, releasing a little bit of that fine, that hold on the financial stability, you know, it's sort of really being the role model for who we really want our kids, how we want our kids to move through the world. How does that, what is that? What's, what do you think about that? I say yes to both of those. And that's what I'm trying to remember when I get in those hard <laughs> moments is that the power of and it's like, okay, I've provided financial stability for you for 11 years. And like my daughter, I have an older son too, um, but he's like lives in his bedroom because he's like a cool preteen person that doesn't want anything to do with me. But like my daughter specifically, like she is literally my walking mirror and I have seen her change for the better in the last three months. And I try to remind myself like every day or when I hit those hard moments that like I have no idea what I'm doing right now. But I must be uncovering a bigger, brighter version of myself because she is becoming a bigger, better version of herself every day. So yes to both of the things you said, like, that's why I stayed was because I was like, okay, well, you know, they will, they like to do this and they like to do that. And we like to do this. So I got to keep making that money. And the whole time feeling, especially in the last couple of years, like I I use this word a lot, but feeling like I was dead inside because Mm -hmm. I was only doing it for them and not doing any of it for myself. So both of it, yes, is true. Ugh, but that's it, right? Like, and and this is not a judgment on parents. I think it's a, it's obviously out of love, right? Like we do yeah. like doing things just for the for your kids. But at the end of the day, like, what makes a better parent? Like a parent who's feeling like dead inside, or a parent who's feeling totally <laughs> lit up and inspired inside, right? And yeah. I and so you know that, but again, it's hard. Like, as you're even explaining, you know, you're like, right now you're like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Like I'm trying, like I must be doing something right. But like, I don't know what it is. And, and, you know, that's the truth that that's, that's what's so beautiful about what you're doing though, is that they're not going to know either. 
Like they're not going to have all the answers. Like they're going to have to go through challenges on their own. They're going to have to go through this feeling of uncertainty. They're going to have to figure out who they are, you know, without following the rules of what everyone else tells them. And so ultimately just remembering that this turmoil that you're finding yourself in, it is again, purposeful and meaningful because not only are they watching you go through that and, and it doesn't matter if you go through it and it's fucking messy. It just matters that you're willing to go through it. It's that you're willing to sort of step into that messy that shows them that it's okay to step into that messy. And that ultimately when they get there, you're going to be through it. So you're going to be able to help them through it too. Right. Yeah. That is powerful. That is powerful. And I felt like I had one of those moments today, actually, like maybe a couple, like an hour or two before we hopped on, I was like, I just want to go for a walk. And like, it's actually nice outside today. And we're in that weird space of like, where it could be nice or it could not be nice. <laughs> and I walked in and I feel like I've changed my mind or I've changed direction like five times in the last month about who I am and what I want to do and what my vision is. And I came in the door and I don't know what my daughter was like doing. Cause I kind of came in the middle of it. And I just heard her say to my husband, like, well, I just feel like I want to change my mind. And I was like, Oh, it's you're allowed to change your mind. Like that's the one thing I'm working through right now is like, you are allowed to change your mind. And that's another thing I feel like we've been so taught when you're young is like, you, you pick this career. And I think you were just talking about this. Um, you pick this career and then like you stick with it your whole life and it's like, but how the hell does my 17 year old self speak for my 40 year old self? Those people are so different and totally different people that need different things. Totally. And I think even it's funny. It, it, it seems so simple. Like, oh, you can change your mind, but like, you're absolutely right. Like there's somewhere along the line, I don't know if it was our parents' generation or what, but we just weren't taught that you can like change your mind. Right. There's still this like stigma that it's bad to job hop. Like there's just so much like negative stuff around this idea of change and changing your mind and having different jobs and whatever it is. And, you know, particularly, you know, I, the, the way I see it now, I, by the way, I also changed my mind a million times. And since I've launched <laughs> my business, I've changed my business a million times. And I also feel like a crazy person because like every week I'll come out to the living room, you know, I have my office, I'll come out to the living room where my boyfriend works and I'll be like, I have an entirely new idea for my business. And <laughs> I feel nuts. But the truth is, is we get to try it on. Right. And so every time we change direction or change our mind, Again, we're not even necessarily committing to whatever that thing is. We're just opening ourselves up to trying that on. And that is truly the only way to actually know what is right for us and what isn't right for us is to try that stuff on and releasing the need to be right about whatever decision you make or right about changing your direction or changing your mind. And instead, just seeing it as part of the process that we get to try on as many shirts as we want until we find the shirt that fits. And then we Ugh. get to try on some more, yeah. you know? I love that analogy so much. And I think the other piece um, for me, and I, I wonder if you agree with this, is changing your mind feels like a very feminine energy thing. And I think like the way the world is structured in our society, and especially like the whole like from like a very corporate America background is 
you know, that's not what you do. Like men and mask, not men, but like masculine energy operates on this linear and it's in a box. It's a container and you're not allowed to change your mind. You get in box A or you get in box B and like, that's it. And you don't switch boxes. The boxes don't mix. Like, do you know what I mean? And I feel like for women, it's even harder because if we change our mind, then we're just an emotional woman. Totally. I mean, and I think that really speaks to society at a broader level, right? Like, obviously, the patriarchy, obviously, men have, <laughs> men have had more power in our society yeah. for quite some time. And so masculine energy has been valued more highly than feminine energy has been valued. And I think what we're actually starting to see, though, is a shift. I think we're starting mm-hmm. to see feminine energy starting to be more valued. And I think you're right that ultimately changing your mind is about fluidity. Yes. And fluidity yes. is very feminine, but there's so much value in fluidity. Think about how many businesses we know that should have pivoted. Think about how many, right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. men we know that probably should change their mind, right? Or <laughs> should find a little bit more fluidity in their work. And ultimately, this is not a judgment against men. This is no. really just about mm-hmm. masculinity being something yes. that is much more structured and organized, right? And, and yes. sort of feminine energy being much more about flow and fluidity and change. Yeah. And finding that happy balance. Cause I exactly. feel like I've haven't allowed myself to find the balance of it because I feel, I feel I'm trying to unlearn the pressures that I've put on myself and the attachment that my identity and my worth have to each other based on the things I was taught. And like, what a big, like, that's a big task, right? Like ultimately, yes. like, it's just it a big sucks. task. It's, <laughs> and it's, you know, it isn't, when we say finding balance, I'm sure this is, you know, I'm sure you'd probably agree. Like, it isn't even about like, oh, here's the perfect amount of masculine mm-hmm. energy I'll bring into this and the perfect amount of feminine energy. It's like, what's the right amount of, what feels right in this moment, right? And yes. specifically in my work, in my life, what I've found is that for a long time, I was way more naturally masculine. Like I just, I just grew up more closely kind of connected to my father. I grew up feeling like, you know, I just, the, my masculine energy was like on fire. Right. And over yeah. the last few years is when I really started, started to explore my feminine energy. And it's hard for the first time in my life. I have a launch coming up next week for the first time in my life. I'm not setting goals. Oof, I'm not like, rough. It, right. And it's like, well, how many people are going to come in and how much money? Are you getting? Like all these questions, but it's, I know that at this time in my life, it's what I need. Like I need to be able to learn how to trust fluidity more, how to trust flow more, how to trust the, that it's just going to happen. Right. And mm-hmm. at other times, and I know with my clients, some of my clients actually like the fluidity comes more natural and they need help setting structure and setting goals and, and creating, you know, plans that are going to help them achieve what they want to achieve. So I think, you know, for each of us, it's really just acknowledging what feels out of balance and how do you sort of play with and explore the other side of it to, to feel what feels right for you. Yes. I love that. That's, and just because like, that's an aha for me does not mean that I know what the hell I'm doing or how to find that balance. That's just something I've been like, Oh, I'm aware of this now. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's sort of brings, So I actually have been talking with my clients about this. I, I, I don't know what to call it yet, but I sort of believe when we're on this, like, spiritual journey, right? The Mm -hmm. self-development journey. There's this process that we kind of all go through. And the first step is awareness, which is exactly what you just said. You're like, I'm aware of this thing. 
right? And the next step is truly understanding it. So for this topic specifically, it would be like, okay, what is masculine energy? What is feminine energy? Like, what, what, where do I feel out of balance? Like really exploring it on an intellectual level or even an energetic level. Yeah. Step three is like the integration piece, right? It's yeah. actually practicing it. It's like doing, it's like for me, right? Not setting goals this time because that's what I want to practice. It's really pushing yourself to take what you are aware of, what you know, and doing something with it. And then I think eventually, you know, I think the last step is not perfection, right? I don't think it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you check the box because you got it. It's, I call it mastery. And what mastery really means to me is I can just acknowledge and recognize in a much quicker way where I might be feeling out of balance, where I might be feeling like I am too in my masculine or too in my feminine and how to use those as tools really to bring myself back into balance. I love that. I love that. Um, and I love that feeling of when you mastered like it in the moment and then mm. appreciating that, oh, I did really good today, but tomorrow mm. I might not catch that. And that literally mm-hmm. happened to me today. I feel like on this journey of being laid off, I've transferred some of those uh, shadow side to it to like my husband, where I feel like I have to validate with him now instead of like mm. a boss or a coworker or a client. I have to validate to him now that like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to like get a job or start a business. I don't know which one yet, but but it changes every day, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I feel myself like reporting to him. And I was Mm. like, I, and I caught myself today. Like I caught it. I sent him a text and immediately followed it up with guess what? I was out walking. I know it sounds weird that we're texting, but I was walking and I followed (laughs) it up with, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I'm not going to report to you on where I'm at in this journey of this layoff. If you have a question, by all means, we share mm-hmm. a life. I will I will tell you. And sometimes I will, for, you know, come forward and tell you, but I want for myself, I want to learn how to trust myself first mm-hmm. and not tell you. I want to jot down what I felt was the achievement for the day and then go be grateful for it later before I ever tell you, I want to feel it first. I don't want you to validate and say, good job, Katie. Good job reaching out and having that scary podcast interview or whatever it is. Mm, honestly, though, that's so powerful. Like I, for anybody who's listening, like that was one of my, that was one of the most difficult things I had to learn was to start to look for approval from myself. Yes. And I don't know if you felt this, but like I, for, we all have somebody in our lives. Usually it's a parent eventually it can become a part like whoever there's usually somebody Mm -hmm. who we learn we want and need approval from right for me it was always my dad and it translated into needing it from my boss right I always needed approval from my boss and you know we've there's sort of almost become this like like in the corporate world right now this expectation that bosses are supposed to give all of this validation to their employees. It's like, it's your, the boss's responsibility to make employees feel validated and appreciated. And I actually just think that's totally disempowering. I think at the end of the day, the only people that we really need to get approval and validation from is ourselves. And the only people that can really, you know, tell us if something is right or wrong is ourselves and really being able you know, really being able to just stop asking for people's opinions from, from anybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. If you think it's right, it's right. If you think it's good, it's good. You can collaborate, but ultimately starting, it's, it's what you said. It's starting to build that deep level of trust with yourself that you know what's right and you know what you're doing is just so powerful. 
and today is the first day that I think I've caught myself in that space and did it. And I'm sure I will fuck up tomorrow and I'll be texting him the list of things that I achieved for the day. But it's a practice though, right? Yes. That's like, do you, do you practice mindfulness? Like, do you do mindfulness meditation? Yeah. I'm trying to meditate at least once a day. Awesome. So, you know, it's all about just coming back to the breath, right? Yes. And that's what I see. Like it's that that's what's happening in life. Like it's okay, great. Like you did it today, but it's like, just keep coming back. You keep coming back. And what I like to say is that what meditation, what mindfulness meditation really teaches us is that we have a fresh start with every breath. And there there is no perfection. There is no checkbox, right? It's just about every moment coming back to the breath, coming back to balance, coming back to center, coming back to your truth, who you are, who you want to be in this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing, amazing thing to remember um, because that's the part I'm struggling with the most right now is always being a planner or always feeling like I had a plan. And then that first got taken away from me in March and mm-hmm. then it continuously like day by day, right. Got taken away <laughs> slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, I know that's not just me, but this has been probably, this is a very, I know that this is a, such a monumental pivotal point in who I mm-hmm. am as a person, not just, just all of it. It's just, and I know this is me being silly, but like for me, I'm like, this is so much bigger for me than it is for you. <laughs> but I'm also surrounded by people who aren't struggling with this the mm. same way I am. Like my family thoroughly enjoys quarantine and mm. I don't, but I'm just like, oh my God, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just, it's happening at rapid speed and I'm just trying to document it and be comfortable in the darkness. And that's the part where that analogy is like, just be comfortable in the darkness and be comfortable in the moment. And I'm not good at that. So I love that analogy of like, the breath is equal to where I'm at in this moment, which makes me okay and safe in the darkness. So much that you just said that just stuck out to me. That's like so resonated. The first is, um, well, the first thing I just want to share for you is that so many people who are having, or on a collective level, we're seeing so many people have these like massive spiritual breakthroughs, right? Yes. But, but quite often when you're the one having the spiritual breakthrough, usually you are not always surrounded by other people who are having these like spiritual breakthroughs, right? You're kind mm-hmm. of on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that's sometimes almost by design and I'll tell you why. I think it's by design because ultimately we are all here for, it's all here for us and we're also all here for each other. Mm-hmm. So ultimately what you're going through right now is going to have a ripple effect on everybody else. So it's almost like you're pioneering this for the people who are following you, for the people who are in your life. So I just want you to remember that it's almost like you're leading the way here, right? So it's not that yeah. it's happening to you, it's happening for you so that you can step into your purpose so that you can lead us in the ways that you're supposed to. So that's the first thing. That is good. <laughs> the second thing is that, which by the way, also on that, you don't have to do it alone. So you can always find people to like, right. Be, they can become your cabinet of people who get it, but just a reminder that like, it's, that's, you know, that's where you are. The second thing is, is you said, I'm trying to get comfortable in the darkness and I want to just give you permission to be uncomfortable in the darkness too. There like, you go. Thank you. It, it doesn't have to be comfortable there, right? It's actually probably mm-hmm. not even really meant to be comfortable there. Like people sort of say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think what it's really about is just acknowledging 
that you are both. You are darkness mm. and you are light. That there is meaning and purpose and gifts in the darkness, just like there's meaning and purpose and gifts in the light. And that this is really, again, a gift for you to explore what you're meant to be exploring right now. And the thing I always, one of my favorite books sort of talks about this idea that before we sort of become humans, we choose sort of in whatever you believe that we yeah. choose, we choose life challenges that are going to teach us major <laughs> lessons. Right. And that ultimately we have free will when we get here so we can decide whether or not we're going to learn those lessons. But what we kind of naturally do, and I'm sure you can sort of sense this, at least from your own life, we kind of naturally choose to learn through opposites because it's like, the, I think the easiest way to learn, we can learn through other things, but we most often learn through opposites. So we learn about ourselves through what doesn't work or through what hurt mm-hmm. us or through our pain or through our trauma or whatever. And so just remembering that that darkness sometimes is really just as simple as it's just learning through the opposite. Right. And if you didn't experience what you're experiencing in the darkness, you'd have no context for the depth of the beauty and the light. That is very true. I love that. Oh, and like you were saying about no one else going through it with you. Mm. It's so true because when I, when I sit here, like in this house where I've been for the last eight months with the three people that mean the most to me in the world, Mm -hmm. if they were going through it or just say, even if my husband was going through it, then who the hell is holding me up every day? (laughs) And truly though, right? Like this is really an an experience for you to be able to learn to receive also, right? Receiving love, not needing to be the person who quote unquote has it all together. Right. And also what that does is it empowers those three to be their, their full selves because then right you're you're almost showing it's almost like in the so it's almost like when you when we are not quote-unquote at our best when we're like like having dark moments like we can't really be there for everybody else in the ways that we normally would right Mm -hmm. but actually that's not a bad thing because that actually creates space for other people to step in or other people to learn how to be there for themselves right yeah so again Mm -hmm. like that's a gift in itself too yeah. And that maybe that's why my daughter is showing up in such an amazing way is that's her way or her soul's way or whatever of supporting mm-hmm. me through this is like, look, we can be here for you. Cause I have to admit like totally. in the beginning, it was terrible. Well, not even terrible, but like in the beginning it was hard, but now the one thing I know, like through quarantine, this is absolutely 100% um, deepened our marriage and like made us way better communicators and like where I thought I was a very vulnerable person I realized how much I held back from him about Mm -hmm. just sharing my feelings like on a daily basis because Mm -hmm. you assume that someone knows you so well because they're always with you yeah but he like I was saying he edits the podcast too right so he's like I'm learning so much about you (laughs) and I'm like me too because I don't even know that I feel like that until it comes out sometimes on the podcast so it's wild Oh, what a beautiful thing, right? Like to really be able to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm with you here. Like I think 2020 is like the best year ever. Like, yeah, it's the hardest fuck, but I think it ultimately is just opening up so much incredible stuff, you know? Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. <sighs> so Katie, tell me a little bit about why. So I want to go back to something from the beginning, what we were chatting about purpose. And you were like, I kind of feel like purpose is a bad word for me. Tell me a little bit more about like what you, how you feel about this concept of purpose and where you felt stuck with it. And yeah, no, this is so good. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, first, I just need to take a deep breath. Cause that was so amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I would never forget, like I've always kind of struggled with purpose because I never felt like uh, what I was into was linear, like being like creative or fat or like being into like, so, okay, let me back up a second. I've always been really good at like certain things. Like I'm a certified project manager, but I also am really into design and design space stuff. And those two usually mm. don't marry. So I always struggle with like, who am I? I don't fit in the creative side. And I also don't fit in the analytic side and like, who am I? Blah, blah, blah. So I always felt like I've struggled with like this what I do isn't like, oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, I'm a doctor. And you just go to college and you just know what you're going to be when you grow up. So I think that's where it started. And then like a couple of years ago, before I was really into this like self-development um, journey, spiritual journey, like where I really didn't even know, like talk about not knowing who you are. So like three or four years ago, and I was listening to something on, on Oprah and she was just she started her mom. She was interviewing someone as about like finding your purpose. And I just remember driving thinking like, what if I just don't have a purpose? I don't think I have a purpose. And I've just feel like I've struggled with that because it feels very abstract to me. And I don't know what it is because I can't put my finger on it. And it kind of drives me nuts a little bit because I want to just be like, this is my purpose. I make pretty bracelets and women feel pretty or like, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I have a few different things for you. So the first is I just want to like validate for anybody who's listening and feels like, yeah, like I feel like I don't just have a purpose. That is so normal. Like so many of us sort of get to that point where, you know, because purpose is talked a lot about a lot now, right? Purpose mm -hmm. and passion and follow your passion, all these things. And if we don't know what it is, we sort of feel like, okay, well then I just, what if I just don't have one or maybe I just don't have one, right? Um, yeah. So I want to just like start by sharing that everybody has one. Because as we talked about, like even seven-year-olds have one, right? Yeah. And it looks different based on where we are in our lives. But I truly believe that purpose is just how humans are wired. And purpose really is just, you know, at our core, why we're here, what matters most to us. The the simplest definition that I like to give is it's your, whatever your, your unique gift and talent is paired with the impact that you want to have on the world. Mm -hmm. And it gets expressed differently again at different chapters. Um, but, uh, but that ultimately is sort of like my baseline definition. And I really truly believe it's what brings deepest levels of fulfillment uh, to our lives, which like happiness, right? Um, so here's what I have to say for you. Um, <laughs> the first is let's separate passion and purpose. You are a multi-passionate human. You're a multi-talented human. You're always, it sounds like you've always had lots of different interests, lots of different skills, lots of different things. And it's really, it's actually fulfilled you to have lots of different, like letting your brain work in lots of different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And choosing one path, as you said, like one linear path, like never made sense to you, which for so many of us, that's exactly like, that's so similar, right? Mm -hmm. Um and what I would imagine you're probably experiencing now as you start your own business is you're actually getting to use all of those different talents. Is that right? Yes. In ways that you probably couldn't have ever imagined before. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and that's what's going to continue to happen, right? It's funny because right now the way that our corporate world is set up is that you're supposed to pick one job. You have to be the project manager or in design, right? Like, yeah. 
Definitely. It just doesn't actually make sense because so many of us, like that's not, that's not really how we're meant to work. We're meant to have wear multiple hats. And so that's actually for entrepreneurs and for business owners, why it's, it's such a brilliant thing is because you actually get to do that. You get to wear all those hats and you're, you're good at them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's separate passion and like that kind of work from purpose. So I sort of believe that like what we're talking about in terms of in or like vertical in terms of being a designer, project manager, lawyer, whatever it is, like that isn't your purpose necessarily in the way that I define it. That's Mm -hmm. the expression of your purpose. Mm, So that's how you take your purpose and that's what you do with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and to you go even further, I actually don't believe that passion and purpose are the same thing either. I think passion is, is this beautiful thing that is this fleeting fleeting interests and curiosities, really. And that we can be passionate about tons of different things in our lives, right? We all have sort of phases where we rabbit hole into things and, you know, feel super passionate about things and then it changes, right? We're passionate Mm -hmm. about something else. Some of us choose to turn our passions into careers, but actually what I usually find is if you take a passion and try to make money from it, isn't usually a passion anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what freaks me out the most is like, I'm super passionate about my podcast, but it's not an income generator for me. And if it becomes one, then it's not a passion anymore. So here's why I, here's, here's what I want to help you draw some lines between, you know, your purpose, your purpose is in complete alignment with your podcast and you feel passionate about it, but it's actually much, much, much deeper for you. It is in alignment with your purpose. And I think your purpose, at least right now, is exactly what it says on your website. It's empowering women to change their lives. I agree with that. And I think. <laughs> so I'll give you some homework, but the, I don't actually usually say that. I don't actually usually know what people's purpose is, but I saw that on your website. And as we're having that conversation, that's what's coming to me. So what I want you to really think about is every moment in which you feel like you've had an impact, every moment in which you feel like you've used a, a superpower of yours, a skill of yours, a gift of yours to help a woman, to empower a woman to change her life, how has that felt for you? And actually, I'll just ask you that question now. Can you think of some moments in your life, be it through the podcast, be it through your previous role, where you've empowered a woman to change her life and how that's felt for you? Oh, that's the biggest, best feeling I think I've ever felt. And I'm getting to the point where it, it in the beginning, it was just only people I knew. And now I'm getting to the point where someone will send me a message like, I found your podcast here or there. And this resonated so much. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's so cool that like this journey or me just being that one step ahead of you or who, you know, I was that six months ago, like nothing makes me happier. Nothing. That is your purpose. That is what it feels like. So I do have a purpose. You do. And you know what it is. So you're 10 steps ahead of than you even think you are. Um, So here's what I want to just like encourage you to a few other things. First of all, for anybody who's listening, the way that Katie, the way you just explained that of how it feels, Mm -hmm. that is literally what it feels like to be fulfilling your purpose. That's it. It's as simple as that. It is not that fucking complicated. It is that simple. Love it. This fear of what if I start making money from this? Is it going to, am I going to lose sort of my passion for it? Here's why I say no. It's not just a passion. It's your purpose. Mm. So your, your podcast 
is an expression of your purpose right now. You may decide to start coaching. You may decide to build an online course. You may decide to start to get, you know, you may monetize by getting brand sponsorship. There's a thousand different directions that your, your um, business may take, but the it doesn't matter. You'll follow whatever feels inspiring to you because it's, it's going to change. But what's mm-hmm. going to happen is that it's all going to be, in a, if it stays in alignment with empowering women to change their lives, if it stays in alignment with you being able to really connect with women and hearing their stories and staying connected to the impact you're having, you're going to feel unbelievably fulfilled. And the money has to come, right? Because yeah. when we're truly in alignment with our purpose, the money comes. And mm-hmm. the truth about the money coming is that, again, maybe there is some stuff you got to unpack in terms of limiting beliefs, in terms of really believing that you can have a purpose and do service-oriented work and make money and short, like you'll work. We all have sort of usually some type of money stuff we got to work through, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but the truth is, is you will, and you'll figure yeah. that out. And then you're going to be left with a business that is truly making an impact on the world. That's in total alignment with your purpose and you can monetize anything. There's a million ways to make money, baby. You know, like that's like the last, step is just really figuring out where does the money come from I truly think the more the more important and the harder step is finding the thing that is really the thing that's going to light you up and you got that so you're like on the last step now I'm almost to mastery (laughs) (laughs) you're almost to mastery totally uh no I that's another like aha I think for me in the last month of like kind of changing my mind and flowing back and forth and like thinking that this was going to work and then thinking that this is going to work and changing directions is the piece you said about money is unpacking that like literally for the first time I've had like a real budget and I was like oh this feels so different because Mm -hmm. that's where I started to realize that the stories I told myself are absolutely 100% not true it's because I didn't have an intimate relationship with money at all I mean I thought I did because I like to spend it but that's Mm -hmm. not a relationship Oh my God, though. Me too. Like I had, I've had to do so much money work, like so much, like, I mean, but it's a hundred percent agreed. And ultimately that's part of our journey too, right? It is really learning how to use money as a tool for us, just like everything else. Yeah. That's all it is, is it's an energetic tool for us. And once we see that, once we really understand that, then, then we get to use it, right? We just get to use it. It just gets to be here for us. And um, you know, that's a, that's a practice too, right? That's integration. That's sort of a, an, an ongoing journey. But, um, you know, I think in particular for, for you, you know, feeling like you're changing your mind so many times about your business, like I just, again, want to validate that like that's normal and that's good because you're trying stuff on and what you're trying on isn't changing your purpose. Your purpose has probably been this, right? It's all connected back to the same purpose of empowering mm-hmm. women to change their lives. It's just the expression. And really, again, like that's going to change. You're going to do something for however long and then you're going to get bored with it. And you'll do something else or you'll build on it or whatever. And so really just trusting that, you know, you're going to find a way to monetize whatever you choose and mm-hmm. that you are fully capable of, you know, uh, of creating something incredible because you already are you're already doing it thank you thank you so much um I love what you said right there about the expression can change and that's another thing I've been trying to harness and I you know I feel like this is definitely um collective is the only thing that we can't can count on is change so Mm -hmm. like once we work on that relationship then you're like oh okay so I love that you said like okay the purpose is there and then everything else of it can change around it and that's okay 
this is amazing. So, I mean, I'm mind blown. And this is <laughs> like, I'm going to go back and listen to this one every time <laughs> I hit a wall. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm so glad. This is so good. So, I know you're launching a program next week. I've been checking it out and things like that. Can you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Because I know everybody listening is just like dying inside and like, oh my God, I'm so (laughs) glad Katie knows what she's doing now, but what am I doing now? (laughs) Yes. So I have a free three-day workshop series coming up next week, November 10th through 12th called Camp Purpose. And it is really a program that's been built over the last decade of my work, uh, you know, from with 10 year olds and work with, with, uh, my sales and marketing team at remote year. And obviously now with my work with clients, um, the session is really a core session to my signature program, path to purpose that I've pulled out and I'm offering it for free. And it's, it's, pretty freaking powerful. If I may say so myself, it'll help anybody who joins to, Obviously, you know, you, you already had your purpose and just you needed somebody to point it out to you. But for, for a lot of us, we sort of need to go a little bit deeper to, to figure out what that is. And so this session is really designed to help you uncover your purpose statement so that you can really start to make decisions that are in alignment with your purpose and really start to feel fulfilled because that's like really what we want in life, right? Um, yes. So that's that's what I got. That's so amazing. I love it. I love it so much. And here's a connection that makes me love it even more is that 1111 is the one year anniversary of this podcast. And that's during your workshop. So that's so cool. Oh, I I love that so much. I know. I love that that wraps together like that. So I think that's the perfect little bow for this. Is there any parting words that you wanted to leave anybody with or your Instagram handle? What is that again? Just so everybody can find you. Yeah, it's my name, Emily Elisa Moyer. And let's see, parting words. Just that you have a purpose, even if you feel like you don't, and that you're on your journey to figuring out what it is. And it's really going to be just up to you if you decide to figure out what it is and to fulfill it. And if you don't, that's okay too. But if you're feeling called to, just trusting that you're meant to and that it's, it's waiting for you. That is so good. This is hands down one of my favorite interviews. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Katie. I'm so glad that we got to connect. Me too. Thanks. Thank you.